Okay, yes, this is Brent Leary, still kicking it here at ICON 2017. And sitting with me right now is Justin McDonald from African Leadership University. Justin, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, really glad to be here. Thanks, Brent. Yeah, you, like I said, you, you are one of the three finalists for the ICON Award. It's a really great accomplishment just to be a, a, a finalist. So let's talk a little bit about what you guys are doing and maybe you can give us a little bit of a background with African Leadership University. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I, I look a little less African than most people might, <laughs> might expect. <laughs> um, our founder is Fred Swanaker, and it's our CEO and founder, and we've got a really diverse um, uh, team. The team, we've got, you know, just the marketing team alone, I've got, we've got people from India, obviously people from the continent. Um, I've got uh, somebody living in Dubai, somebody from, you know, uh, up, up in uh, Egypt, and, and we've got places in the, the Mideast. And so we're just really, it's really a diverse group. Um, uh, as well, and um, Fred's, Fred couldn't be here to, at ICON to uh, you know to represent ALU, so I'm here as the the VP of marketing, and I li essentially lead our marketing and sales and admissions function that whole front wow. of the front of the funnel. And so, yeah. um, for the point of the ICON audience, I could speak even more specifically to the, the types of things that the, that audience wants to hear about what we're doing. So your question, I think, was you know what's ALU up to? Um, you know, ALU's purpose is ultimately to transform the African continent to create a more peaceful and prosperous Africa. That's pretty big. Um, <laughs> the, the mission is to create three million ethical entrepreneurial leaders by 2060. Uh, and the, the reason for that is um, Africa has the, the largest growth on the planet. The, the continent has the largest growth on the planet. Um, and by in the next two decades, we'll have 1.1 uh, billion working age people, you know, so billion, you know, healthy billions of people um, on the on the continent, and 1.1 million billion working age people. So that's either a huge opportunity or a huge problem. And so ALU is out to capitalize on that opportunity and see those 1.1 billion people as Africa's greatest resource, more valuable than the resources that we pull out of the ground or you know whatever it is. And so that that's um, that's the mission. So break that down, the vision is to do that through 25 campuses across the continent um, with about 10,000 students on each campus wow. and to do that over the next, the next few decades. Tell us about changing the narrative. That's one of the other things you spoke about that you think is important, changing the narrative of how people perceive Africa. Yeah, so I mean that, that's a, a really big part, I think, or, or uh, an outcome as people hear the ALU story um, and just the African story via and through the ALU story, because what, what happens is you start to see what ALU's doing, the incredible um, stories and talent um, and people, the innovation, the creativity uh, that exists in Africa from you know its, its leaders, its companies, and definitely its young people. Um, the, the more challenges a country, or in this case a continent has, the more opportunities it has for innovations and solution to solve those challenges, and you've got a uh, you've got a continent and a, a, a very large part of the population of that continent, especially the young population, that's saying um, it's time for us to leapfrog the rest of the world and to do that through yeah, ethical, entrepreneurial um, leadership and impact uh, economically. How are we going to create jobs? And so, um, you're changing the African narrative for people who who um, don't have a real clear line of sight into Africa and think about really what's in the, the mainstream media of uh, corruption and poverty and some of the, the, the narrative over the last few decades, which is very much present, is what are the people in Africa actually doing 
to change Africa to make it more peaceful and prosperous? Because the, the answer isn't coming from the outside. The answer can only come from the inside. And one of the things that was really interesting when you were up on stage talking about this is that you, you used a campaign and you used different images in the campaign for the different audiences and the impact that had. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about, uh, using the same word, we are talking about our narrative, and narrative just means, in marketing, it just means your positioning, right? It's, it's the words and um, the story that you're telling um, and, and aligning that specifically to your audience. And so we, uh, through market research and talking to your customers and your, your market, you get clear on who are they and what do they want and what are the, the benefits of what it is that you offer to them, what are they really seeking? Because no, nobody really wants they don't want just a college degree, they want what the college degree gets them, right? right? And, uh, and so we got to get clear on those things and who we're, who we're speaking to. So the specific example you're talking about um, was a, a really cool, um, I think a really cool kind of case study in, in um, using the same exact content and changing, that con changing how we presented that content and what we emphasized in the narrative, which kind of differentiated we wanted to talk about, not only in the text, um, but also in the visual. And so uh, email one, um, which performed really well, uh, it was a simple call to action, by the way. Watch this video about our groundbreaking MBA, our world-class MBA, and if it sounds like this is for you, go apply. That was it. Um, and we, in it, we had a video that talked about really the, the narrative of the MBA. Who's it for? What is it? What are the key differentiators? The image, the thumbnail image on that uh, was from our vice dean of our school of business, uh, Dr. Catherine Duggan, who is a Chinese-American former Harvard and Oxford professor. Okay, so she's, uh, she's not African, um, but uh, she, she is, uh, is a, an African in spirit. She, her, her time and her impact in Africa is, uh, is extensive, and she taught um, uh, at Harvard Business School and, and um, uh, so forth. Anyway, so what we were portraying there was world class, uh, which, which we knew our market, our, our uh, aspiring MBAs, wanted that was important to them. Right. You know, they're comparing our program, our MBA, to Harvard and to Stanford and to Wharton. And so you know, we're, we're saying this is how we compete against that. Um, and that's what we showed. Uh, but we had a, after we sent that email, we saw a spike in our applications. We sent two other pieces of content. And we were a little short on our goals from where we wanted to be to drive our funnel. We needed this many applicants to get this many students. And we're a little bit short. It was literally the last three days of our cycle, the final mm -hmm. deadline. <laughs> and, uh, and so was, what do we have, you know, that we can actually, uh, you know, try to get over the finish line? And so I think like any, any um, business people, any marketers too, you use what you already have. So we had a list of people who um, we knew wanted this content and were interested in this content. Uh, we knew because all of them in, uh, in this list that we were sending our broadcast to had just taken or recently taken their GMAT, which is the test you take before you get your MBA, and they all lived in Africa. So we have a very targeted audience, okay. but that audience didn't engage the previous three emails I just mentioned. Um, so we knew that they, they had what we had what they wanted, but we weren't talking to them in the way that resonated with them. So we used the exact same call to action, we used the exact same video, but we changed the thumbnail and we changed the differentiator we were talking about from world class, which is important to a lot of people. We had a 46% open rate on the first email. We changed that to what we found as we listened was an, another really key, uh, su possibly surprisingly differentiator for us, which was this concept of being pan-African. 
right? Our MBA now has over, over 70 students and they're from over 30 countries. Uh-huh. And so it was making those connections um, with, uh, with other, other MBA professionals from other countries and to expand the network and get some of that context. So we, that, was the, that was the focus. And even the thumbnail itself, which was just a different thumbnail from the exact same video, um, had uh, an, an African female um, speaking, you know, uh, engaging uh, an audience from the audience. And of course, the, the audience was a sea of Pan-African um, people. And it was, you know, it was already in the video. And I think it was coincidental, actually. At that time, we actually had Pan-African um, on that slide. So that was literally what we showed. And that spiked and got us over, over our goal that we were, we were going for and everything. And it was just using what we already had and shifting the narrative for our prospects. Shifted the narrative, an image that would be more appealing to a certain audience. Yeah. And it had that kind of impact. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, it was really cool to see, you know. So it's again, it's what are you trying to get them to um, think and believe? In one case, we're proving we've we've got a former Harvard and Oxford professor. This is the single best position person on the planet to lead this organization, and that resonated with a lot of people. But there were a few more. There was more juice left in the existing lemon we have, mm-hmm. and these people um, who that just didn't resonate. And so instead, we showed them a picture of them. This is what you. This is what you want to be, and it looks like you, uh, rather than rather than you know this this vice team. So, what's the the role of automation uh, in the future to get to those goals that you guys are trying to accomplish? Yeah, great question. Um, without automation, without systems, without the measurement mechanisms in place to get really clear on the numbers, there is no scale, right? Um, I don't know if you ever played the the um, sort of board game Jenga. Where you have the, the stack of blocks, right? And there's three kind of, you know, three stacks. And you're supposed to remove a bottom one and lay it on the top, and the next person goes. And the longer you play that game, two things happen. The taller the tower gets, and the less stable the base gets. And that's what I think happens in our business. As we move things, we destabilize the foundation if we're not really deliberate about our vision. Um, and we make it taller, which only increases the slightest variation, creates that wobble. Um, and so if you, the, the higher you build, the more dangerous it gets, the more fragile it gets. So we've, over the last year, gotten really deliberate about building the systems in place, building the automation in place to create a seamless client journey from, from the stage of awareness and lead capture all the way through getting them to apply um, all the way through the post sort of conversion point in the funnel where they are accepted and we're trying to nurture them at that point to you know pay fees and fill out things they need to fill out and then actually literally get there you know um, and so we've we automate all of that because um, you simply can't you can't create that tailored client journey uh, you can't do that at scale with, with manual follow-up or humans. And so we create our best day and our perfect experience every single time, whether we have 100 applicants, 10,000 applicants, or 100,000 applicants. And so that's why we put those systems in place is to handle that tremendous amount of volume that we are, we're getting and only expecting to increase. So where can people go to learn more about what you guys are doing? Yeah, that's a good question. Thanks. Um, there's three places. The first one, talking about what we spoke about at the very beginning, the mission. Um, you want to understand that. Uh, go check out um, Fred, Fred Swanick, our CEO. Check out his TED Talk. I think it was about 2013 when he announced and launched this vision um, for, uh, for the ALU. Um, that is called the African, the leaders who ruined Africa and the generation that will change it. 
and, uh, and he, that's where he literally announced what we're up to, and, and we're now simply executing on that plan. So that, that's a, a place to get some, some context and backstory. Uh, and then you can, uh, you can check out you know, one of the websites, aluEducation.com, which is the undergrad site, or ALUSB, which is our, our postgraduate school of business site. Very cool, and you filled in for Fred on your son's eighth birthday. Yes. It's pretty cool that you, <laughs> you brought that into the mix as well. Yeah, well, you know, you talk about your own purpose and your own why. We do all this stuff, and I'm really clear, and our family's really clear on what, what matters. And so uh, yeah, I was going to miss the birthday, but we brought him down, and he thought that whole thing was his big birthday <laughs> party. And after this, I'm going to go have a pizza, pizza party by the pool with them. They're, they're doing homework up in the hotel room right now, so, so we get to spend some time together today. Awesome. Thanks again yeah. for your time. I appreciate it. Okay, well that was great. Hey, let me get a couple of pictures.